When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This one, this is gonna, this is really bold this, stuff. This I mean, is bold. This is a player young. that's only played 15 games. He's come across to a, a wonderful organisation, <laughs> and I would say that Lloyd Meek. I'm going to say that he's going to be in consideration. Now he won't necessarily make it, but he'll be in the conversation for uh, all Australian. But you pardon, end. all Australian. All right, you win. <laughs> the, the the segment is here. Dumbest shies and I've heard this week, or dumb shies yeah. and I heard this week, Andrew Gaze, yeah. our first nominee, King. Well, the first nominee, I mean, he's the reason we are having this segment. <laughs> oh, that's if, Is if, it going to be hard to beat? If Meek makes the squad of 40, I'll, I will I will personally buy Andrew Gaze a new set of Callaways, and I'll, and I'll find a way to get him on the Royal Melbourne to try him out. That that yep. that, that is not going to happen. Mm. That That is... No. That, that's well, one we can discard, I think, almost immediately. So that, that's why we're having this segment. Gazy, thank you for this. Shizen of the year already. Mate, now, see, one. he didn't listen, did he? I never said he was going to be in the squad. No, well, he has listened. I did not say he was going to be in the squad. No. I said that he'd be in that conversation. Well, should we consider him? Gee, he's had a mighty fine season. <laughs> but no, not quite there or well, thereabouts. That's all I said. No, that's right. Is, is he going to be in the mm. conversation regarding the 40? Plus, at plus, some stage, if I'm, if I'm, if he's putting out the offer and it does come to fruition that my man Lord Meek gets there, you'll have some tailor mates. No, there'll be some Mizzou brand spanking blades <laughs> will be jumping in. You don't play with blades, mate. I'm getting Blade, that no, good. Don't, don't have blades. I'm you, getting you, that no, no. good that the blade might need no, to fit my never, game. Never, never, never will you be that good. Probably not. John O'Rourke doesn't need to be listening to this. He is. No. A, I've looked at John. I didn't know. I, I had a look at John's CV, uh, knowing that he's coming on the show. The New Richmond. Footy club president, by Jiminy, has he done some things in his life, particularly in the world it's of not sport? Not much, I know that. <laughs> right. Spending a lot of nights in boardrooms right. with late nights, I'd imagine. With the top button undone <laughs> and the tie and, down. And looking at your watch and having to listen to all sorts of rubbish. <laughs> the new Richmond president who takes over from one of the great uh, stewards of the Richmond Footy Club, Peggy O'Neill, has been good enough to join us. Hey, John, thanks for your time. Uh, no worries, Andy. Good to be here. How, how does a new president, do you, do, you get, do you start getting a bit anxious and a bit twitchy and a yes. bit looking forward to it? We know the players and the coaches and supporters certainly feel that way. You've been on the board for seven or eight years now and stepping into the president's chair for the first time this year. Do you start to get a bit, the butterflies start um, sort of circulating a bit inside you? Well, I do. I guess not so much from the board perspective because I have been around for uh, quite a while, but certainly in terms of the footy program, it's an exciting type of time of year. Everyone's up and about and optimistic, and uh, yeah, I can't wait for round one, like like all our members. When the footy club goes on a pretty ambitious recruiting spree like it did last year and targets a couple of big-name players, the, the likes that, that you did, and we saw them today, they're both going to be magnificent acquisitions, particularly Opera and Taranto. What's the board's role in all of that, John? Uh, look, we've got, we've got tremendous faith in our list management team and have over many years, you know, led by... Blair Hartley, so you know it, it's their it's their job, and they'll keep us informed of big decisions like that. But you know they, they've been very measured over the years, and you know we, we were very deep into the draft uh, in the prior two years. So 
you know, when 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 the opportunity came to secure those players, yeah, we were informed. But you know, it's their call, and uh, and they make it work. Hey, John, uh, I also, uh, through courtesy of Brendan Gale, I think it was on one of our programs, he was talking about the issue and the uh, uh, the situation at the MCG for your members. I didn't realise that Collingwood had this preferential treatment for their members and their away members get to uh, have the reserve seating that, uh, that normally is accustomed to members of other tenants at the MCG. Seems like a, a I wasn't aware of it, seems like a very awkward situation. Uh, how important is it for you to try to rectify that that type of arrangement with the with your uh, venue well Casey not not to get in a spat with Collingwood I think we can leave that till round two at the MCG but, um, <laughs> right <laughs> yes <laughs> look, look you know they've had an historic arrangement with uh, with the MCG I mean it's been in place for 25 years and I, and I understand the history and why that deal was done in terms of uh, Collingwood you know, tenancy at the MCG, but you know it's coming to an end. And and I think the point Brendan has made is is simply that as it's come to an end, any new arrangements need to be fair to all, all tenant clubs. And and for us, particularly as a as a big club with a, over a hundred thousand members to deliver you know value for money products to we you know we want the same inventory at our home games, and, and we think mm. all you know, tenant clubs should have that. So. Uh, you know, I'm I'm hopeful that Brendan and uh, the MCG and and I'm sure Collingwood, you know, will express their views. But hopefully, something can be can be worked out there that's fair uh, from 24 onwards. So, so without preempting anything, John, does that does that look like, you know, Richmond wants what Collingwood's got, or ha- have you got a view as to how that one plays out? Well, well, our view is pretty simple, and that is uh, for 11 home games, um, you know, we should have the same inventory of products for our members for all and, and all tenant clubs should have it for those 11 home games and currently we have it for 10 games and we don't have it when we play Collingwood and the same for you know a Hawthorne or a, or a Melbourne so you know that that's that's what that's what we want we think all clubs should have that that basic right uh, for their home games uh, for our members to sit in in, in their seat uh, you know, just, to us that's just fair now Let's say Collingwood had um, historic, you know, a deal there which supported their tenancy and coming from Victoria Park to the MCG, and they may, may want to, you know, deal again as to as to their tenancy going forward. But we think it shouldn't be to the detriment of of the other tenant clubs. Absolutely. Mm. No, it seems uh, pretty fair. I'm pretty seems sure. Pretty uh, reasonable to me. I would have thought Collingwood yeah. may have a slightly different view, but uh, but that'll be interesting to see how that played that plays out uh, and and how you can take care of your own members and speaking of Brendan Gale uh, a lot of talk about speculation of bigger picture thing for him too with the AFL any fears you might lose him to the AFL uh, look Brendan's been quite you know transparent with the board in that he's he's in he's in the process uh, I've got no insight as to how that process is playing out um, you know all I know is Brendan's working incredibly hard for Richmond he's a passionate Richmond man, and uh, you know, until otherwise, that's that's the case. So, uh, you know, we're not speculating on it; we're just you know, get, getting on with business as usual. But Brendan's got a you know a really full agenda with us this year. Mm. Why would he be good as a replacement for Gillen McLaughlin, John? <laughs> Look, I, I think Brendan would just be—he's an outstanding leader, and I, I think in any job, any CEO position, you know, he's he's got a proven track record. He's a great leader of people. You know, he's nurtured an incredible culture at Richmond. 
uh, you know, over a long period of time. You know, we, we're united behind a, a clear vision and purpose that he's been, the, you know, the instigator of in many respects. So, um, you know, I think he'd be he'd be great in any organisation. But as I say, I, I don't have any insights to, you know, what the specifics are of what the AFL are looking for. I just know he's a great person. So neither do I. Mm-hmm. So, so we, you and I, uh, and I suspect you, you know a bit more about what's required in, for these sorts of positions than I do. But to me, Johnny looks the perfect candidate. I mean, he looks the, for the time, uh, the, 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 the mood of the game, what that position needs, who'd be great to follow, Gillen. He looks perfect. And yet we feel like we've been through this kind of process that has gone through two or three sweeps searching for the right candidate. And I'm not sure they quite know who it is even still. Do you have a reason as to why, do you have even a gut feel as to why they haven't put their finger on Brendan Gale at this stage? Look, I, I really don't, uh, Andy. I'm just not close to it and you know, I haven't wanted to focus on it really. And, uh, yep. you know, as I say, we <laughs> we know what Brendan's capabilities are in our organisation and that's all we that's all we focus on really. And yep. it'll be what it'll, it'll be on the other side of the fence. Hey, from the outside looking in, and I guess no one really knows unless you're on the inside, but uh, Peggy O'Neill, is she... Did a magnificent job with the football club and clearly you've got to have success along the way and that is a big part of it. Uh, but the way in which she conducted herself, is, to me, was really understated and just let the others be front and centre. Your style, how? W- w- what are you trying to get out of this role that you're now going to play? Yeah, look, I'd, I'd like to think it's going to be similar, Gazy. I mean, yeah, Peggy's just an extraordinary person and, and you're right about her selfless and stable uh, and always club-first attitude. And, and, and the whole board was really looking for that continuity. Um, and, you know, we, we, we've got a great team of people. That's another great legacy that Peggy has left is she really put in good processes to keep getting really good uh, directors onto our board with great skills. So, you know, we think as a collective we go forward with that same uh, understated approach. At the, at the same time, there's a lot of challenges, you know, behind the scenes. We, we do have a full agenda and, you know, it's a very tough competition. We've got to keep mm-hmm. innovating and looking for new opportunities to thrive uh, on, on and off the field if we're going to be successful. Talking to John O'Rourke, the new Richmond president, it, it, one, one of the great um, advantages you've got, John, if bowl this up is the fact that you've got punt road it's so iconic and it's the dna and it's you know it's a it's richmond footprint it's it's such a great uh facility um and real estate that the footy club's got how hard is it going to be uh, or if it is going to be difficult at all to continue to provide the facilities that your men's and women's program need to thrive at a venue that is seemingly you know a bit a bit challenge for, for, for land and space. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on in terms of the, the advantages of Punt Road. You know, it's our, it's our history and it's our home and it's, it is in the most magnificent location and it's clearly a key you know, attraction for players to, to be in that inner city location. And so with that comes constraints because it is a small um, site and, you know, it's got, it's got heritage and uh, it's got traffic and it's got a lot of uh, issues that we have to deal with. But we, we think um, a, a redevelopment there within those constraints is, is worth it. It's, it's, it's the best alternative for us to say, you know, this is our future, we want to stay here. So we've got a comprehensive redevelopment plan that, um, you know, optimises uh, the site 
uh, we think delivers you know better and improved uh, facilities for both men's but particularly for women's programs expand the capacity but importantly also um uh, continue to grow and nurture our community programs. They've been so successful, and uh, you know we're really bursting at the seams at Punt Road now. So it's a big, it's a big project, though. It's a challenging project. So um, uh, we've got planning approval for it. Um, you know we hope to be underway later this year, but uh, it, it's a big financial task as well for the board to uh, to consider in the second half of this year. What what is it going to cost? It's a project of you know it's in, it's in the order of ninety million dollars. Um, uh, we've got very good you know, initial funding support uh, on, on the back of our community programs from federal and state governments. And the club's got a strong balance sheet, but you know it, it, it hasn't got that sort of capacity. So we're we're you know into the early stages of a, of a fundraising campaign, and uh, I'm, I'm optimistic that um, our key stakeholders and supporters will, uh, will and members in, in the long run will get behind this uh, redevelopment. We spoke to Damien Hardwick uh, yesterday. Was it yesterday? My mind's going a little bit crazy. It was yesterday. It was yesterday. And um, he has just been an incredible contributor to the club. He's contracted until the end of next season, I believe. Uh, At what point do you start to get involved with negotiations with him and talking about uh, his future? And in those conversations that I'm sure you've already had, do you get the sense that he has a desire to continue to go on for the longer term? Well, absolutely. I mean, I think from the board's perspective, we certainly hope so. I mean, Damien has just been a, you know, he's an icon of our, our club now, but you know, I, I believe and, and the board believes he's really at the top of his game. He's uh, he's come back in a great refreshed state of mind. He's got a great um, assistant coach and development coaching bench under him. I think he's very excited by where the list is at for the, for the you know, next period. So, uh, yeah, look, we're very fortunate to have him. You know, he's the best in the business as far as we're concerned. So, yeah, we'll be, we'll be keen to have those discussions. And, and we normally do sort of well in advance of his, mm. of his uh, contract. Gazy was very interested, John. He's, he's clearly well, we back, always he's back, he's backed away from asking this question. <laughs> but Gazy wants to know whether you've noticed a change in his demeanour <laughs> since he's been on the uh, medicinal cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't get to hear him uh, explain the virtues of that yesterday. I did I a little bit about it today, but no, that's that's, that's out of my pay grade. That one, but fair enough. Working for him, that's uh, that's well mm-hmm. good. Hey, yeah. we know that the family's got uh, a long connection to the footy club. For, for you to be able to be, I mean, for, to be a director is is obviously a huge commitment and a great honour. But to step into the president's chair for a family as part of a family that's had such a long history with the footy club for the O'Rourke's, how, how significant was that? Oh, look, it's a great privilege, of course. But you know, I, I've been involved with the club um, behind the scenes for a long time now, really going back to. I guess when Brendan first started, when when you know the club really needed to turn itself around and start thinking about some really long-term strategic decisions to sort of get out of the, as Brendan described, the doom loop. So, um, yeah, you know, the, the, the presidency has come about, and uh, you know, so someone's got to do it. Uh, and the board thought that I would be best placed and you know have a capacity to take it on. But you know, really, I'm 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 a supporter. I just want to see the Tigers succeed and uh, we just get on with the job, really. And last one from me, and this is outside of the Richmond um, framework f- just for a minute. Colin Carter, a man I'm sure you, you know through your time in footy, mm-hmm. has written a fantastic book, Football's Forgotten Years, reclaiming the 26 years that 
he he claims and makes a compelling argument that the game that have been lost in the recording of the history of the game. I don't know where this is going to go, but I suspect if Colin has his way, it'll be put to a vote at some stage. If it does, whether the commission sees it, I'm not sure how it's going to play out. But I don't know whether you've read the book, John. I don't know whether you're aware of the content of it or what it sort of proposes. But if it came to a vote that the history of the game should not start at 1896, that the recording of it should start at 1870, have you got a personal position on that? Look, I, I haven't read the book, uh, Andy. I'm, I'm aware of it. Um, Craig Drummond, the Geelong president, uh, mentioned it to me uh, on, on the golf course a few weeks ago that it was yep. coming. And I'm sure if Collins uh, researched it and written it, uh, it would have merit to it. Um, I know Richmond had a couple of premierships in there as well through that time. So uh, <laughs> it, maybe, maybe we jump up from 13 a, uh, a bit faster than our uh, strategic plan says. I'll, I'll, I'll have a look at it and, uh, and, and see what our board thinks of it. Right. Well, next time we get you on, uh, hopefully you've read it and I'll ask you the question again, John. Hey, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, the footy club showed some signs today that it's going to be a force with which to be reckoned again in 2023. And uh, it's going to be another exciting year to be a Tiger. Uh, enjoy the ride. Thanks for coming on the program. No worries. Great to, great to talk to you, Andy. Thanks. You too. John O'Rourke, the new Richmond president. Uh, first two callers right now are going to win a Richmond Premiership pack. How good's that? What's a Premiership pack? 2023, it's a new chapter. The same story, the Richmond Footy Club. Joined today, the pack, Gazy, mm-hmm. you ask. Mm-hmm. It includes a new era cap, scarf, beanie, and Richmond Premiership Monopoly game. Winner must be able oh, to wow. come into SEN to collect the prize. So if you can get into SEN, which is down there in South, South Bank. Melbourne. South Bank. I think South. we're rezoned as nowadays. The old, oh, we consider it South mm. Melbourne, but apparently it's South Bank those days. Okay, nice. But you've got to be able to get there. And if you can, and you get Go on the Tigers. line now, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you are, uh, you're going to pick that up. Uh, great to have John on the show. Right, uh, go hard, go early Friday. We've seen a lot of practice games already. There's another one underway as we speak, St Kilda, Melbourne. I haven't seen a second of it, but make a big call based on what you've seen so far. We'll be going back to the bold calls, are we? Go hard, go early Friday. I'm calling Go it. hard, go early. But it's the same as what we're doing the My other word. day. <laughs> yes, it is. So the sort of the bold yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. rating. But but no, no, not a not a wild prediction like Lord Meek because you right. might change your mind after what you saw yesterday. But it, it's based on what you've seen from the practice games. Right. Which have started uh, yesterday and, and have been running throughout the day and will continue to do so. Uh, where well, the, I've only seen one, Andy. Well, well you just stay by, stand by and listen to the callers come through then. We don't you, want to hear my one. <laughs> you can after the break. I do. Okay. <laughs> I bet you it's about Hawthorne. Uh, we're at Berry Boom W. The sale event is on now. There's people coming through the door as they, they uh, head home from work. And Power of SEN. You want to be very quick because uh, these units will move. Uh, the sale event has started today. It runs through until Sunday. Uh, great to have Berry BMW on board, as it is with Blunston and their magnificent Rotoflex. Stability meets the freedom to move. Foxtel, footy live in 4K, Ultra HD, only on Foxtel. Give us a call. Those Richmond packs are there to be won. Keep ringing Julio, one 736 736 gone. Stop calling. <laughs> and he's just a bit of tomfoolery with our people back in the uh, studio. The packs are gone. gone. It's 22 past four.